Thank you for taking time to join me today. I will be leading us through the promises of God amid experiences and memories of sickness and death, injustice and uncertainties. Uncertainties surround us like never before. And I, you know, I feel troubled. I feel surrounded with all that is going on in our lives today, in our world today. We are surrounded with trouble from all corners. We are surrounded with the sad news, scary news of sickness from one side. We are surrounded by the issues of race and caste and all the injustice that happens in those names on the one side. We are followed by memories from the past, the memories of hurt, memories of unforgiveness, and they're all following us from behind. And we are also faced with uncertainty, and I'm coming to it again and again, uncertainty of the future, what the future holds for us in all that thing that is going on around us. And looking at our situation and circumstances, it could be very disheartening and it could be very disappointing and very depressing. And a result could be even suicides. And yes, we have seen, even among the medical staff, even among the popular celebrities, and there is that thing going on where you look at yourself and say, hey, this is the end of my life and I'm done with. But is that the way to go about it? But the better question will be, what is the way to go about it in this whole situation? And I must tell you that this kind of depressing effects where you know, you feel like it's all over, there is no hope for us. That is a curse. That is a curse. And the issues of caste and color and coronavirus and uncertainties, these are all curses on humanity. And they have divided us. They have separated us. They have twisted our understanding. And they have confused us about the whole thing that we are and we are ought to be. So what do we do? They challenge our coexistence. They challenge our peaceful a survival. So what do we do? Where do we find resources that will encourage us, motivate us, give us hope? Where do we look for it? And I must tell you that the cure of all these curses and all human failure is found in the godly provision of the word of God. And to that, I invite you today with me to look through. There are healing promises of God. In the context of sickness and death, there are healing promises of God in the word of God. And I want to point it out to us. And you join me with these words. These are the words of life. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17, God says, I will restore you to health. I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. You look further. And look further. He says, in 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 5, God says, I have heard your prayer. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. And this is what I'm going to do. I will heal you. I will heal you. Come to the New Testament. Jesus says to the suffering person from leprosy, he says, I want to heal you. Jesus says, I want to heal you. Be healed. Jesus goes on to Another person, this is a woman, and he calls her and says, Woman, 
you are set free from your infirmity you are set free from your your infirmity and this is the word that you and i need to hear today that we are set free from our infirmities and then jesus put his hand on her and immediately she is strengthened up and she is praising god there is a touch that is needed in our lives so that we are strengthened and we are able to praise god this is in the midst of all the thing that we are surrounded with the hopelessness the suffering that we are surrounded and now it's not just the healing of the body that the word of god is talking to us about there is also the healing of the hardened heart healing of the hardened heart and what is god saying to us on that god of the bible not only promises to heal our body but also our heart hearts and nations will be restored you know the problem of racism and caste system caste system is what we face in india racism is what we are now hearing about it in america and these two nations for ages have led the world in many things and yet we have got these spots to deal with how do we come about it and i must tell you the word of god makes it very clear these problems of racism and caste system are not the problems of color of skin or the problem of uh, your you know imaginations or your culture these are the problem of human heart the hardness of human heart and the bible says the heart the seat of emotion and understanding is deceitful about all else about all things the heart is deceitful jeremiah 17:9 and it is desperately sick who can understand it who can understand the heart it is the misunderstanding is the miscalculation about who we are and how we are supposed to treat other that's where our whole thing lies and the problem of this untouchability problem of derogatory remark problem of looking down at someone looking high at some people is all originating in the heart and the bible says in the new testament paul emphasizes it very clearly listen to this word they are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart you hear that much of our problem of all this discrimination that is negatively impacting our existence friends the word of god is very clear on it it is because of the darkened understanding that we have but what do we do again and then we go on and read from the word of god and this is what the word says and i will give you a new heart God says and I will give you a new heart a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from you I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh a new heart God promises to those who come and seek him and then he says I will bring health and healing to the nation where do you hear such words today it's very rare listening to the word of god is very rare these days and that's why so much confusion and so much conundrum all around us but listen to the word of god it says i will bring health and healing to the nation i will heal my people and i will let them enjoy abundant and peace and security jeremiah 33:6 
God says he will give us a new heart. Ezekiel 36, 26. Oh my goodness. Wonderful words. Wonderful words of life for you and for me, for today and forever. My friends, this is the time to come back to word of God. This is the time for us to just refocus our attention to what we have got, what we are missing, surrounded with news, surrounded with scary news, surrounded with sadness and all those suffering, all those losses that we are surrounded with. This is the time to come back. And the way the, 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 the Lord would want us to work through these things is through his word of God, is through the word of God. And listen to this on peace and oneness of humanity. Listen to this. Paul writes this beautifully in Galatians chapter 3, 26, 29. So in Jesus Christ, you are all children of God. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Baptized in Christ, clothed yourself with Christ, all children of God through faith. And now here comes the punch. There is neither Jew or Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is male and female, neither black nor white. For you, all one in Christ. I tell you, there is no greater message than this for the world today. And for some of us, it is not going to be an easy message. Because we live in those categories of distinction and separation and, you know, varieties and uniqueness and stuff. Hey, if you believe in Jesus, you have to believe this. The word is very clear on it. There is no separation. There is no distinction. We all belong to one family of God. We are all human beings created in the image of God, in the likeness of God to reveal his oneness, reveal his peace to humanity. That is our message. If we miss this, we don't have a message, my friend. If we miss this, as Christians, if we miss this, then where is the hope for the world? Because the world is already divided. They do not have the gospel. They do not have the word of God. You and I have. And if we miss it, we miss it a lot. But these are the promises of God to both heal our body and to heal our heart. And in these two contexts, how do you and I respond to God with these wonderful promises? So here are the few things that God would want us to do, even as we want to respond to his beautiful promises. To experience healing, you know, to experience healing and wholeness, God invites us to do this. And five things I will point out, there are millions of things, but five things that we can remember on our fingertips. One, do not worship other gods. Do not worship other gods. Exodus 23, 24. The word of God says, do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. That's a dangerous word. It can cause your life. Well, I have run away from my own life sometime for demolishing someone's guards. And I can tell you from experience, it's not easy. But the guards have changed. They look different now. Yeah? There are now, we are now surrounded with guards of science, culture, media, and so on. 
and you can deal with it. You can, you can. Do not worship science. It's a human attempt. You know, science may sound almost divine in the way it is helping you or curing your disease, but that's not God. You have to keep the God's place for God in place of science for science. But our culture is trying to do, you know, much more than just presenting science as God. The cultures around us, some cultures are calling Corona as mother. You know, you, you may not know this, but there are school kids who are celebrating holidays saying that this is the festival of Corona mother. And that kind of nonsense is spreading around in the world. How do we respond to that? And there are, you know, some women who are worshipping Corona as another God. I remember as a child, you know, there was this smallpox issue. Smallpox was there and then in some cultures they worship it as mother goddess. Same thing happens with Corona. What's going on? Darkened minds. We have to face it. Huh. You need to avoid the breaking media. It's a lot of breaking news in the media. How much of that is true? And how much of that is assumption? And how do we understand the whole thing in relation to the word of God? There is so much of spreading of the hopelessness out there. You turn on any news channel, there is like hardly 1% good news, 99% bad news, scary news. To the point that my teenager daughter would say, hey, let's just not listen to the news. So what are we offering to the news, to the people? Too much faith in media. Too much looking for media, what media is serving you. Huh? Uncritical appraisal of cultures, you know, so much of uh, dependence in science. And where is the place for the word of God in our lives, my friend? You want to come to the word of God and understand that the God whom we worship, the God who created the heaven and earth and everything in it, calls us not to worship media, not to worship science, not to worship the God of the world that are distorting our thinking, that are distorting our path, that are confusing our journey on this world. So what does he say? He says, worship God of the Bible. Same chapter, Exodus 23. Look at the next verse, verse 25 says, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. And I will take away sickness from among you. Which God in the world today can promise that? Let that question rest in your heart for a while. Which God can promise you life beyond death here on earth? Think about that. I invite you to worship Jesus. I invite you to follow Jesus. He alone is God and has ultimate power over sickness and death. He is the one who walked in human flesh, healing the disease, raising the dead. And that is the Lord you and I are called to follow, my friend. You and I. Jesus alone is the one who heals. Tell me any other name in whose name you have experienced healing. Think about it. Do your homework. I have done it. Last 25 years. Found none. Only Jesus. Book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12 says, There is no other name by which you can be saved, but it is the name of Jesus Christ. What a privilege for us as Christians to follow him who has overcome death, who has overcome sickness, who reigns, who is resurrected Lord, who is up there waiting for us, preparing a place for us to follow him. This is the God we need to worship. There is no one who has come back to life. It's only Jesus. In the context of hopelessness, Jesus is the only hope. 
But how we come about Jesus? The third thing that God wants us to understand is that we confess. We haven't taken Jesus seriously. We need to confess that. We have paid too much attention on other things. We need to confess that. We haven't repented of the sins. Both ours and our neighbors and the entire humanity, we haven't. And that's where we are called to confess our sins. And there is a purpose behind it. There is a purpose. Read James with me. Book of James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confession and prayer for healing. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, says the word of God. If you and I want to really underline the healing promises of God, we better confess. We better pray. If we don't, we won't experience it. Prayer and confession are the key to healing. Prayer and confession are key to healing. Let us not give up praying until we are healed. And we must confess our human error that must have caused corona or other causes or discriminations and all the things that we are struggling with. Because if we confess our sins, 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful, God is faithful, Jesus is faithful, and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness will be gone. All sickness will be gone with that confession. You know, we have always heard these wonderful promises in the scripture. Second Chronicles uh, chapter 7, verse 14, where it says, you know, if my people who are called by my name, if they confess their sins and, you know, pray to me, I will forgive them, I will restore their land. What a wonderful promise we have been hearing from that verse. You know, there is two more verses. Before that verse, you need to go back today and look and to get assured of what God can do in your life. Two more verses, you know, 12 and 13. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself, a house of sacrifice. The verse 13 you see. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people and then if my people pray. Don't forget the context. Where you are asked to pray. The context is very important here. Who is sending pestilence? Who is sending the plague? Who is controlling the rain? Who is controlling the climate, the weather? There is a tornado in the west, in the center. There is, there is wildfire. There is cyclone. And then we have got the locust coming in India. Everything surrounded. And the virus. Oh my goodness. How? We may lose sight. Surrounded by problems. But God wants us to look at it. That he is still in control. And if you ask him, it's going to make a difference. But you and I need to repent. Repent of caste system. Repent of racism. And repent of all the human errors involved in bringing injustice in the world. And yet while we do that, do not judge. Fourth instruction God gives us, do not judge. If you want to experience his healing, do not judge. We are not to play a blame game as some people do. You know, there are people who are trying to say, even among Christians, who are trying to say, hey, the corona came because of the Chinese or because of the Muslim. Or... No. No, let's not put any blame on anyone. 
let us look up to god let, let us look at the whole scenario from god's eye is he trying to blame some human beings or is he trying to stretch his nail pierced hand calling everyone to repentance and wholeness of life reconciliation through jesus christ what is god up to is he blaming we cannot respond like unbelievers we have to respond like christians we have to be holy fifth and final thing healing and wholeness through holiness my friend if you really want to gain perspective godly perspective in the whole thing and come clear this is it be holy apostle peter and i i connect him as my ancestor okay because i'm a fisherman so now fishing for people apostle peter says he reminds us actually how god calls us to be holy he says you must be holy because i am holy god says that in both old testament and new testament central characteristic of god be holy for i am holy first peter 116 leviticus 1144 and when we come closer to god god is holy and when we come closer to god we come closer to purity we come closer to holiness we go far away from god we go far away from godly perspective we go far away from godly characteristic but this is the time to come back to god in humility and godliness in confession in prayer and be one with his spirit be one with christ be one in holiness be one for restoration be one for reconciliation my friends this is the time we are created to be like god we are not created to be like animal or satan or devil or destroyer or you know persons who cause confusion and bloodshed no no we are not supposed to be the agents of hatred and destruction you and i my friend today are called to be agents of peace and reconciliation in christ jesus our lord and then we will be free from sickness of not only body but also the heart paul says you were taught with regard to your former way of life you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires mark those words deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self put on the new self created to be like god in true righteousness and holiness ephesians 4 22 to 24 what a powerful word put on the old self that divides that disrupts that dis- discards that you know despises that brings all the destruction and delusion and put on the new self righteousness holiness peace joy justice wow where else will you find this message if not in the word of god ernest ward the francis asbury of free methodism in india in whose life i spent all my years did my doctoral dissertation ernest ward this is what he says there can be no permanent happiness without holiness there can be no permanent happiness without holiness holiness and happiness are eternally wedded together this man of god who spent all his life in india had a message of holiness to people holiness for wholeness and healing that's for you and for me today to conclude let me say this let us not forget 
As Christians, we are God's chosen people. It is time for us to be a witness of promise and hope to people around us. People commit suicide, people give up because they do not have good news. They do not have the news of hope in Christ. We have a hope which is beyond sickness and death. Mark that word, friends. Listen to this. In the last book of Bible, in Revelation 21, verse 4, this is what says, God's promise here, reads like this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And believe me today, this is, this is what's going to happen to us. There will be no more coronavirus. There will be no more caste system. There will be no more color. There will be no more discrimination on race and anything. It all will be gone. Separation and suffering will end. And the kingdom of God will take over everything, just as it is promised in the world. So, for you and me, it is now to believe in the healing promises of God as revealed in the word of God. And we do those things. We come to God in confession and prayer, trusting in his promises, not judging others, but interceding for everyone to experience God-likeness in a pursuit of holiness. And thus, the message of healing and wholeness through holiness in Christ our Lord. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day.